0: Tell your friends, the Mark and Mac show is back and better than ever. Oh, yeah. Life radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And you know, when the first story of the day <laughs> that, that is sitting in front of me, I'm looking at it, I'm going, Cayman. Mm-hmm. Is that the proper way to say yes. this? Yes, it is. Okay. C A I M A N, Cayman. Right. Yes. I was thinking Cayman was, you know, C-A-Y-M-A-N and that it was the Cayman bank, you know, the, the drug guys used along to their money in the islands, you know. That's what I thought <laughs> the it was. Cayman Islands, yes. Yeah. And uh, no, this I is... thought you just misspelled it. And I thought, well, how is that whole island found wandering around a Philadelphia park? that must be, I need to find out. How big is this park? Well,
1: actually, this is a Cayman lizard is what this is. Animal rescuers right. in Philadelphia. Said the report of an alligator wandering in a local park led to the rescue of an abandoned caiman. Uh, the Animal Care and Control Team of Philadelphia, uh, also known as ACCT ACCT Philly, said personnel responded to uh, to FCR Park on Saturday, on Sunday, that is, on a report of a loose alligator in the area. Now you think about where Philadelphia is, and somebody calls mm-hmm. up and says, "I've seen an alligator." Well, that ain't supposed to be there, you know? Yeah, (laughs) The group captured the reptile, which was, there's your word, reptile, which was later determined to be a caiman, a relative of the alligator native to Mexico and Central and South America. ACCT Philly uh, said in a Facebook post that this three-foot caiman is believed to be a pet duh that was abandoned Uh. by its owner when it grew to be too large the group said the cayman population in the wild is dwindling due to the to the illegal pet trade and hunters seeking to sell their skin
0: oh translation
1: boots yes
0: wow yeah man you know i will tell you that i i have you know you and i talk about animals on a pretty regular basis you know we're pretty into them but you know whenever you look at a dwindling population of anything Mm. because of of human beings killing them mm. for whatever reason. Yeah. Because we can make everything synthetically. Now, now you're just dealing with greed, you know? Yeah, you are. Yeah. And that's where, that's why the Bible speaks of greed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we oftentimes uh, mistake the Bible for, you know, we <laughs> make it convenient for us, sure, but people yeah. say love of money yeah. and it's not the, you know, it, it, money is not the root of all evil. No, it's, it's the it's love, the love of, money. of money. Yeah. Right. And if you've ever met somebody who is greedy they're not just greedy about money they're greedy about everything and sure. there is a yeah. difference it's a very ugly thing it greed will draw a person into killing other animals mm. until there are none left yeah you know why just sick I learned
1: this morning something I was not aware of I thought that the uh, the alligators had been removed from the endangered species list because they had rebounded so much in Florida right uh, they're still on it, really yeah. And we have stories I'm yeah. sometimes I feel like we have stories every day about an alligator doing something or being found somewhere, we, you know? We could probably We probably could, it, you know? yes. I ran across I one, they're, got on one the, of,
0: yeah. they're on the endangered
1: list? Yeah, they're still on the endangered species list. I was mm-hmm. shocked. I know that uh, the uh, hunting was prohibited for forbidden yeah. for a long time and now they have an annual, you know, they have oh. an annual season so you can go yeah. hunt them. But wow. they're still on the endangered species list. I mean, Somebody needs to tell the Gators, because they're showing up on porches all
0: over Florida. You learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. Okay. No. Mark and I make jokes about sometime in the past, because we had a favorite comedian of ours, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, what was his name? I'm thinking. James Gregory. Man James Thank Gregory. Thank you. Yeah. Why don't I get him and Jerry Clower confused? That's what's weird. Probably because they're both Southern. Yeah. 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 And both could basically do the same thing sometime in the past. Mm -hmm. Jerry Clower. Oh my. Oh yeah. That's him. Yeah. All right. So anyway, (laughs) um, but he doesn't do it anymore in his stage stuff, which I wish he did, but uh it's kind of like, uh, you go to see Jeff Foxworthy and he, if he didn't do, you might be a redneck. Uh Okay. Yeah. Well, um, When James Gregory, I had him several years ago, and he doesn't do the sometime in the past anymore it's a lot like so bill, it's a lot like bill engvall's
1: here's your sign too right you know and it's like just quickly waiting things. for it yeah
0: and like why are you not doing it <laughs> right i'm funnier than that that's yeah. why you know like
1: <laughs> he's okay he's, i don't know maybe he's trying to move have you seen him lately i mean yeah oh my gosh yeah he's, the bless his heart he's lost yeah. a lot a lot a lot of that weight and it reminds yeah. me of uh, john panett back when he lost yeah. all that weight and yeah. you look at him and went <gasps> is
0: he sick Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, the difference is that i think james gregory is 357 years old yeah, now you know that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, anyway, anyway this he thing used dumb to do this, product warnings you know right
1: well he used to do this thing like it's the reason you saw the sign on the inside of the door on the airliner do not open during flight was because sometime in the past a man stands up and says honey i'm going for a walk i'll be right back you mm. know <laughs> so <laughs> these are dumb product warnings as you just said uh and they're just a couple of them here um on a mattress tag Warning: Do not attempt to swallow. These are <laughs> these are real. These are, this is not made; it's real. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a, at Home Depot near the lumber department. There's a sign that says, "Do not consume." Well, yeah. <laughs> Don't eat the lumber. Wow, you think the termites can read? Mm-hmm. Um, on a 500
0: piece puzzle, some assembly is required. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay wait a minute that's the puzzle where the pieces are not cut out yet you actually have to cut the pieces (laughs) it it just comes out as a completed picture now make sure there's there's your sum assembly
1: required and finally on a chainsaw literally on a chainsaw do not attempt to stop chain with hands mark you know what
0: (laughs) everyone sometime in the past Uh
1: legal departments everywhere have to deal with the stupidity of the average person.
0: LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show where every now and again, we think about the lottery. And when Mark and I talk lottery, you guys know this. If you've listened for any length of time, we are not in favor of the lottery. No. Doesn't mean we don't buy a lottery ticket when we're in a state that has them. If we think about it, it's just, it is a, it's a tax on the poor and we can debate this all day long. We're not going to. It's either you like it or you don't, and you can justify just, just about anything. You can justify, um, why it's good or why it's bad. I'll be honest with you in Alcoholics Anonymous. I can tell you I was there, but I can't tell you anybody else was there, right? But I can tell you that there is something and it's in the big book of AA that talks about the insanity of the first drink. Hmm. It means no matter how your life is you can talk yourself into doing something that is so stupid (laughs) that will only wreak havoc and ruin your life. Okay. It's the insanity. This is true. And you can find that in just about any negative thing in your life. You can talk Mm -hmm. yourself into doing it. Yep. If you given the time, if you're so inclined, if you choose to not be inclined, then there you go. It's just, it's all about choices. So it doesn't mean we don't like having fun with them. Right. Yeah. Which is why you might, you may as a group,
1: if you're say in Florida for a beach vacation and you happen to be there when they're drawing yeah. for the big lottery,
0: you might go say, Hey, let's go see if we can win a million dollars while we're here. Right. You know, we, you know what, Mark, i yeah. said it before, but when the family, when we would go down, I would on our way back, it was always as we were leaving, but we would buy a ticket sure. for each person on the trip as right. a commemorative thing for our trip to the beach. Cause they're only a buck, you know, mm-hmm. and we'd buy it for whatever. And again, now here's Dave, Mr. Embarrassment. I didn't know that they could play all these different games. And so the first time I did it, I'm like, can I get a lottery ticket? I thought there's just one lottery ticket. I didn't know. (laughs) <laughs> that when you when they pass the lottery, they pass uh three hundred and fifty eight games that you can, right. you know, waste your money on. It's almost that's like the, the almost like convenience store has its own wing just for the lottery. Oh yeah, Mark, that's through that added, door. No, <laughs> they added one. That's oh, the thing. Yeah, that's for Dude, people to in, sit and do scratch offs. Yes. <laughs> in tallapoosa <the> Georgia. Yes. <laughs> it was I when I was driving back and forth living in Alabama, think about this. I live halfway between Atlanta, Georgia, and Birmingham, Alabama, and I would work radio in both markets, okay? And I would drive to Atlanta, and on the way back, I would stop in Tallapoosa, Georgia, because usually their gas was cheaper than ours. I would stop there and fill a tank up, and keep on trucking back home. Yeah. Well, Tallapoosa, Georgia is right there on the line between Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. And it, I pulled into the same gas station for years, you know. And all of a sudden, they're adding all this construction. They're adding on a whole new thing. I'm like, what is that for? I mean, I thought they're they're adding a restaurant, you know. And as I drove by, finally, I found out it was because when the the lottery had been passed and it was going into play and that's what they expanded for specifically. So people could come in there on payday and buy lottery ticket scratchers, and they would sit there Mm -hmm. spending their money doing these scratch off things. And it was crazy. It was like, wait a minute. What were these people doing before? you know
1: they were doing it outside and
0: leaving their spent cards and stuff on the ground outside is what they <laughs> <Right>. were doing <laughs> i was thinking what were they yeah. doing with their money before the lottery they oh yeah have so much to throw away uh, on it now yeah well anyway <laughs> well a lot of those people probably sobered up um well a michigan woman
1: says that a one million dollar lottery ticket she initially confused for a non-winner spent the night in a bag of trash before she decided to take a second look at it. 30-year-old, wow. The 30-year-old Chilton County woman told Michigan lottery officials she bought a pair of Sizzling Hot 7's scratch-off tickets from Hanson's Quick Stop in Ovid. She said, I, I always play the new instant tickets when they come out each month. I was at the store one night and decided to buy two of the Sizzling Hot 7's tickets yeah. since it was a newer game. I scratched uh, the tickets <laughs> when I got to my car and thought they were both non-winners, so I put them in a bag with the, uh, some other garbage to throw away. She said she didn't realize her mistake until the next day, quote, the next morning, I decided to look at the tickets, look the tickets over one more time before throwing them away. When I saw that I'd won a million dollars, my heart started racing and I thought I was going to faint. Mm. I called my mom and my husband right away to tell them the good news. I'm so glad I decided to look at the ticket over again before throwing it away. She says her prize money is going to
0: go towards buying a house and making investments mm. Well, maybe yeah, you know one or the it. other after after taxes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it'll be 640000 after taxes if she takes the... Because, you, you know, you got your one-time payout thing. Right, yeah. Or we're going to pay you this over 20 years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, any way you look at it, I'm thinking, who did she call first, her mom, then her husband? <laughs> Calls mom said, hey, mom, you know how you really didn't like Jerry? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> LifeRadio.fm it's the Mark and Mac show and beautiful day in the neighborhood. Like to have you join us for all of our things just because, you know, well, why not? Yeah. Hey man, you know, um, the tiny home movement, yeah, uh, that began a while back. And, you know, it, it's been pretty interesting when you see people buying the, you know, little sheds and things, and right. making them into something really, really cool. And I thought about this because now, you know, you used to have the little outhouse, you know, the outbuilding that you would have, you'd be a 12 by 12 building, you know, unfinished right, or yeah, whatever, yeah. and you would store your mowers and things like that. And they're converting those into houses, you know? Yeah. And I thought, you know, I've got this, uh, it's, I guess you would call it 10, uh, you know, out there that I use as a pool house. I wonder if I clean that thing out a little bit, not even all the way, just a little bit, if I could book that as, you know, one of these places where you <laughs> an know, Airbnb. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I keep that's seeing nice. all these different people who have done things like that. I'm like, man, you know, cause convert your shed, you know, I'm like, really? Wow. I see. And so there's this one company that, that's uh, doing a promotion and it's a tiny house. Okay. And mm-hmm. you look at the pictures and they, the promotion was, they were giving it away. Right. Yeah. Um, and from the sound of it, the, whoever won, uh, didn't follow up on it or whatever. And so they're, they they could not find this person. They've tried to. And it's a scam. Okay. It is a scam is the bottom line, because if somebody signs up for something online, you know, you have your email and all this and you win and they send it to your email and you know, you would know, right there, this just doesn't happen. So I'm smelling scam the whole time (laughs) I'm following along and I'm seeing how people are doing. It's like the picture that they're showing. Okay. You got this little shed on the back of a truck, like it's being delivered. And then they had the interior pictures of this place. And I'm like, the roof line doesn't match. Uh huh. The door's too big. Yeah. This is not that tiny home. This can't be because this thing looks beautiful, you know? And I'm like, no, the windows don't match. I'm like, they are, this is a total, absolute scam. Yeah. But anyway, I, the reason I point that out is in this day and age where we have people today, even, um, some of our more senior members of our community might be actually exploring things like Facebook or other social media outlets for the first time when they get into a group home, um, when they have time on their own, you know? And they are digging big holes of debt for themselves mm-hmm. by making mistakes. And um uh, I just it's something we used to do all the time a little League for family and friends to keep up with your parents and grandparents and what they're doing online because they might be hacked. They might be tricked. Yeah. Um, if the reason you get these emails from, you know, a barrister, so-and-so who found right. your name and yeah. the Nigerian King and all that stuff, it's because they work. That's why people keep mm-hmm. getting those things. Yeah. And I don't know who does it. I don't know who believes it, but somebody must, mm. or they wouldn't be scamming all the time. Mm. It's just, you know, I I guess I just get really frustrated when people can scam in such a bold way nowadays, man. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's just so sad, but the tiny house thing now is the, the, you know, the big thing. And it's like, you know, um, tiny house or buy a camper, you know, a camper has an in has indoor plumbing. You know? <laughs> yeah. Did you know that home Depot now is selling
1: uh, yes. tiny house kits? Yeah. Yeah. Y- you can buy a kit from, and they range from like 12 grand to 42, 43,000. Oh, there's one. I just saw mm-hmm. one It's sixty five almost seventy thousand, but you can buy the all the stuff they deliver it to your house dump it on your on your yard and you drag it to the backyard and build it
0: yep it's just crazy and it's a shed okay it's you know it is what it is that's
1: seventy thousand dollar one's pretty a pretty fancy shed but it's you know but
0: yeah again it's still a shed
1: yeah (laughs) well two bedrooms two bathrooms 1400 that's bigger than my first house
0: that ain't a shed that's a house Uh uh-huh FM, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, sometimes the headline will sound like the beginning of a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, two guys dressed as ice cream. But <laughs> I'm you know. Yeah. How do you dress as ice cream? I'm thinking, do you just wear, like, wax and let it melt? I, I don't.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, the, I saw the pictures, and these guys are in costumes. And these, these, it's big, these big, they look like they're made of plastic or, or whatever. And they look like the their heads are sticking out of ice cream cones or something it's just bizarre but the thing was they're running they're running in a marathon in these costumes why right. well here's why what is
0: that it's a major <laughs> award I wouldn't have known, Dad. It looks like a, a
1: pair of British friends donned ice cream costumes and crossed the finish line of the Jersey Marathon at the same time, becoming co-holders of a Guinness World Record. Alan Fowl, <clears throat> excuse me, Fowl and Scott Welsh earned the Guinness World Record for fastest marathon dressed as a sweet food male. Mm-hmm. Okay, stop and think about this for a second. That's a category: the fastest marathon dressed as a sweet food, and then. There's a male and female version. So this is already in the book. Wow. <laughs> okay, they earned the record when they crossed the finish line together after three hours, 48 minutes, and 12 seconds. 32-year-old Fal secretly applied for the record as a surprise for Welsh, who's 30, as a means of thanking him for helping him with his recovery from an ACL injury. Oh, wow. He said, Scott and I were both thrilled when confirmation arrived that we'd obtained the record, and we hope it'll stay in place for some time.
0: It's something unique that we can be, both be proud of okay mark you and i are going to practice and beat this just because we want to take that away from them right really Come on. Yes. Really? is there a sub
1: okay. cater- category for the longest time to finish a marathon <laughs> because i mean i'm looking at a week right now
0: <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show where i gotta tell you mark I I made the mistake a few minutes ago of seeing that tiny house ad on Facebook that I told you was a scam, right? Yes. So what happens? I'm still on Facebook. I don't do this during the show. (laughs) This is why I don't, because right now it's a sponsored thing that does, you, you have to, if you're just scrolling quickly, you know, and you see these crazy looking pictures and, you know, crazy things seen at Walmart or whatever. And this one, it actually, the headline is Walmart never fails to surprise. Check out these hilarious photos. Okay. And what is the comment above? I nearly spit out my drink when I saw number 27. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. How far have you made it I've, so far? <laughs> I haven't because I know better. I'm going to click it. It's like, come on, man. You know, but, but it just gets me every, it usually gets me, you know, mm-hmm. just saying it does. And and you get there and you, you're scrolling through all these ads and, and somehow they're going to scam you. And somehow mm-hmm. it's going to find out that. We were talking about working on a Mazda Miata, and you know, yeah, and next thing you know, you're gonna get ads for you know, yeah. mechanics who work on 90 Voyagers 92, 94, 91, the, 91, 91, 91 yeah. Mazda yeah. Miata, you know. <laughs> All right, suspected burglar. <laughs> And I'm off. I clicked exit. Just so you know, I, I had to get away from. It's killing me, man. Good, but I keep picturing those Walmart pictures, and I'm going, I've never seen that before. You know, <laughs> if I saw that in Walmart, I'd follow it around just to see where it goes. You uh-huh. know, yeah, because cause don't you call people it nowadays in this, you know, the where you can't say her or him or they. I think their pronouns are go figure. um Yeah. I mean, if you said that, if you said somebody was not it before, if you weren't mm-hmm. talking about cousin it on the Adams family, right. you yes. were in trouble. I think now you'd be in a lot of just look at I it. Th- go. Th- I think you'd be in a lot of trouble with them now. Yes, and they and, and they would you, probably they sue you. Them, and, yes. But chances are, they are a part of the Biden administration. So uh, there you true. go. And their clothes are probably stolen. Um. <laughs> wow. Yikes. Especially if you're bald.
1: Uh huh. And if you don't know what we're talking about, open a news uh, oh, article goodness. on that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I told you this before. When I was in Bible college, they in the library, you know, because you're always broke as a college mm-hmm. student. Yeah. You go to the library to read the newspaper, you know? And they this is the only college library I'd ever been in that did not have a daily newspaper, you know? And I'm up there looking for it, and it's nowhere to be found. Hmm. And I'm like, we've got all these, you know, this is a library, and you have all these other periodicals, but. We don't have a daily newspaper, you know, <laughs> and it was like, that was when I knew that there are some parts of the religious life that, you know, are, are a little bit odd for me. By the way, folks, a newspaper is, uh, used to be a,
1: a rather oh. large printed thing that came out every day. Wow. <laughs> That's where people got their news. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the Birmingham news in here, in Birmingham printed their last edition just a couple of weeks ago.
0: No, final, yeah, it, they're
1: finally, yeah, they they, yeah, they folded up. Really? Yeah. Is it all, are they doing an online version? I guess they are, but their last print wow. edition hit, I think it was not last week, but the week before.
0: Wow. Yeah. So a, a city, the size of Birmingham, yep. which, you know, it's well, cause you know, the, the Birmingham Metro area versus the total surveyed area are mm-hmm. different, yeah. but right. you know, you've got a million people in the area, but really 500, 600,000 living in the actual Metro, I think, Right. Uh, I think it's 600 and something, mm. but anyway, you look at it, that's a big area. To not have a daily newspaper. Right. Yeah. Wow. No more printed newspaper. Yeah.
1: And there used to be two. There was the Post-Herald and the Birmingham News. Really? uh, And then the the Birmingham News basically absorbed the Post-Herald at one point because one was a morning paper, one was an evening paper. Right. Wow. Remember that? Yeah. Holy
0: moly. Yeah. Oh. And. uh, Wow. Yep. That just shocks me, Mark. I didn't know it. I mean, I don't know anybody who reads a newspaper. Yeah. I mean, why would you win all the news that is in your, is, is available right now? I mean, in your pocket on your yeah, phone, the news, yeah. think about it. The newspaper is an outdated mode of, right. you know, are, you know, because it is whatever they printed happened yesterday or a long you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. Wow. Yeah. Or it happened sometime hours ago at the very earliest right. hours ago. Right. Man. And it used to be and, a thing in the movies. We've got to hurry to get this ready for the evening edition,
0: you know? And, yeah. And the evening edition. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. You know, I was just sitting here thinking the movie Fletch with Chevy Chase. Yes, you know, He yes. was the, he was writing a, he was an in, uh, uh, investigative writer for the whatever times. And he wrote an article as Jane Doe but it was, you know, uh, they were running an ad and the reason he was getting, you know, pressure from his boss was getting his article in on time, you know, because <laughs> yeah. he had a deadline. Yeah. Got to write it, Fletch. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's kind oh, of man. A, it was
1: kind of a running gag in a lot of things with TV series yeah. and everything. You never get it to oh, yeah. me on time. You're going to, you, are you ever going to get that to me on time?
0: Right? No. Wow. Oh, yeah. So now you got Fletch. If we did a remake of Fletch, if we did a reboot, there would be no deadline because yeah. it's right now. The right. deadline is right mm-hmm. this minute. You know, uh, a good plan right this minute is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. I mean, this is it. It's like, did you get video on your cell phone? Upload it. (laughs) That's right. Wow. And now if you'll excuse me, I got to go take
1: my Geritol.
0: Me too. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, a little while ago, I told you I exed out of Facebook. Yeah, you didn't. I went back. No, I did. (laughs) But I went back. I'm sorry. I'm just, were you over at Marketplace now? <laughs> no. Thirty-three plus hilarious pictures of people on public transportation that were just too weird. So yeah. And and again, I won't believe just, number just, 17. Just say no. I did. So let's get back to this. I have no idea what we're doing, but let's do this. Uh um, all right. Suspected
1: burglar inside. Yes, yeah, a new Brunswick couple who initially thought a burglar had broken into their home discovered the invader was actually a panicked deer ray and katie o'donnell said they arrived at their hampton home from a trip to the grocery store to find a window had been broken Uh uh-oh the couple initially thought there was a burglar inside but quickly discovered the culprit was a deer that made its way to their basement the couple's son colin came uh, to the house with a friend to help usher the animal out. Colin O'Donnell posted a video to Facebook documenting the attempts to eject the trespasser. A Department of Natural Resources officer soon arrived at the home and was able to encourage the deer to run up the stairs and out the door. The Department Hmm. of Natural Resources said the deer didn't appear to be seriously injured. But the O'Donnells (laughs) said the animal left a trail of destruction through their house. I would imagine so. Oh, yeah. We've seen the stories about them going through restaurants and tearing things up. I can imagine. think about your house and all, oh, especially great. if you're if you're older and you have a lot of knickknacks and things, memorabilia wow. around the house. Imagine all that stuff strewn everywhere and broken. <coughs> yikes!
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! I just yikes is right, man. They can tear up a bunch. You mm-hmm. think about the damage a wild animal could do in your house. Oh yeah. And they don't clean up after themselves. That's the worst. No, part. they don't. <laughs> SafeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show, yep. just cruising along, singing a song. Side by side. Ding. Hey, you know Mark, <laughs> the other day I, I think I told you that uh, my son Andrew is going to be doing a documentary about the uh, yeah. 1994 uh, Palm Sunday tornado mm-hmm. in, uh, that hit Piedmont Alabama, and it's interesting. There's so many different stories to tell. He's been, you know, he's really working on doing something with this in a very positive way. And I started thinking about other dates and times and what, you know, important things in our life, right? Yeah. You realize that many people know who Jim Valvano was as a basketball coach because he was such a big personality, right? Mm -hmm. When I say Jim Valvano or Coach V, you know who I'm talking about, right? Right, yeah. Okay. Even though you're not, by any stretch of the imagination, a college basketball fan, I can't imagine you. Right. He's that guy you talk about now and then, yeah. Yeah, well, Coach V, Jim, fine. Anyway, Jim Valvano died of cancer back, my goodness, it's been 30 years now, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, what it this month signifies for those of us like me, I was at North Carolina State when the Wolfpack of NC State won the national championship in basketball. And they did it in such a powerful way uh, that it's still, to this day, considered one of the biggest um biggest surprises in in history okay mm. but what i was looking up is their the run to the national championship began with the acc tournament that took place in atlanta um and it was on it was you know i was looking at the actual dates and it started on march 11th uh and march 11th 12th, 13th that was the the tournament schedule you know and i'm looking at this going 40 years ago martin mm. 40 years ago this weekend you <laughs> Yes. And you know, I when you were talking about getting the Geritol out a minute ago. (laughs) That's what I thought of. You know? Like what what happened, you know? I know. Like I know. (laughs) I I see stuff like that every day. Yeah. It's like, oh, I remember Oh, wait. Yep. Oh no. Right. And that's what I was doing. I was like, you know what? I still remember who NC State played (laughs) in the AC. I mean, off the top of my head, they beat Wake Forest. They beat Carolina, they and then they beat Virginia mm. to win the tournament. And it was like you know, Virginia had been ranked in the top two or three for four years in a row because they had Ralph Sampson. Again, another name you throw out there that kids today don't know who it is. Yeah. Yeah. Actually forty years ago. Forty somebody born right now, you know, forty years ago on the anniversary of this tournament win is now hitting middle age. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude you know what it might be time to just lay down you know i'm getting real close to this get in the box dave shut up at the home call they want you to stop feeling sorry for yourself oh i don't feel sorry for myself i'm just thinking you know don williams had a his song called living on tulsa time i feel like i'm living on borrowed time you know the mark and mac show LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. <laughs> Mark, I think at some point in time in life, you realize you just got old, you know, <laughs> and I'm I that really having trouble been a running recovering here lately. <laughs> I know, but I don't feel old, you know, mm. is there a, like, I don't, I, I really don't, I don't know what, I didn't really think about mm-hmm. age except now I'm yeah. past the age where I used to think, man, that's old, you know? Yeah. And yeah. you know, I find those neat little things where, what was the thing I found last week that made life worth living? Um, <laughs> you know, said that, uh, you, you know what I mean? It was about the age thing and, uh, how this the decade between of your sixties is the most productive age. Hmm. And oh, yeah, it's yeah. like, I mean, th- that's amazing to me, but I get it now. I see that. I realize, you know, that that is kind of a cool thing. I can see that. I mean, it's all the life experience falling into mm -hmm. play and yeah. 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 And you're still in good enough health, you know, Mm -hmm. usually, but it didn't used to be like that. I mean, back in the day, like when they started social security back in the thirties, wasn't the age like 62 that you could collect it or 64 somewhere in there i know that mm, it was and, a bit younger but it, yeah it was because people died you know it's like yeah you pay into this for your whole working life and you'll collect right. it for a year maybe yeah. and that's how they you know they figured yeah. they'd win that game yeah i know i remember when
1: i was a kid you used to see somebody in their 60s and you would think wow it's not long before they're dead you know <laughs> <laughs> you know. and nowadays and nowadays it's you know it's not uncommon to you've got people who are They, they, somebody, people you see on a regular basis on your television are in their eighties, right. You know, they're active and they're doing stuff all the time. And it's just,
0: uh, my dad is 86 and he still works every day. He's got prostate cancer and they're treating it. And it's like at 86, you know, that, you know, even if they don't think about it, it's like, you're 86 mm-hmm. you're 14 years away from hitting triple digits right. okay there's a guy and down the gonna...
1: h- there's a guy down the hill from me uh mr cardwell who's uh he lives in our neighborhood he's and uh, every t- if he's out in his yard he's one of these guys that it doesn't he doesn't care who it is he waves when you go by right right and he's I, well welcome to the south it's kind of like that here but I, he's in his he's in his upper 80s and mike knows him from church our buddy mike uh, eccles knows yeah. him from church and uh, he says that he still goes and works with uh, some members of his family in the construction business. He still goes and works in the construction business. And he's in his 80s. What? It's just, yes.
0: I don't know what he does, but he still works. Wow. And, yeah. That's just nuts. Wow. Yeah. See, that that's cool because it does mean things have changed, you mm-hmm. know, in yes. a big way. But you know, then you go like. Remember back when Ronald Reagan was running for president in 1980, and his age came up. Yes, all the time it yes. was like he's old, mm-hmm. and uh, it even became a joke where uh, Reagan said that he. But uh, it was during one of the um, the debates, and. Uh, he said, something. I won't hold his, his youth oh, and yes, whatever right, against yeah. him. You know? right, yes. And now it's like, but Ronald Reagan, up until the last two years of his presidency, you know, he was really Johnny on the spot. He mm-hmm. was, he, he had it going on now. The last two years, there were a few jelly beans missing, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and you look at Biden, his entire presidency has been a lack of jelly beans in yeah. the jar yeah. and yet they're still propping him up. Yeah. So, yeah, yes, there's exactly. differences, you know. Some oh. people at 80 are really going and do, doing great. Others at 80 well, really. My are mom is, my mom is 90. She's slowed down a lot.
1: She's slowed yeah. down a lot, but she's still sharp, sharp. My uncle's the same way. Wow. He's, he was a consultant for NASA. He worked for NASA and then retired and then worked for many, many more years as a consultant for NASA. And even today he's at home. He's, you know, he's hunched over. He's, he's older than my mom. And, and he spends his day watching the stock market. And so his brain, his brain is constantly working. Right. Wow. It's a sharp, sharp, sharp. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's just amazing. Yep. Well, and it's a good thing, but you know what? It does remind me of what our buddy, uh, Larry, I wasn't our buddy. He was our boss. right? And, yeah. Uh, a really, an interesting guy. Uh, but Larry, when you and I were doing, uh, youth rallies and events all over the place and, uh, he did lunch at this retirement home and <laughs> yeah, we yeah. got talking about it one time and he just flat out said, Dave, you know, there are just as many people lost and dying and going to a devil's hell in rest homes as yeah. there are in junior high school. Yeah. And it's just not something, one thing. I don't think, I didn't think about it until right. then. I went, yeah. wow. Can you imagine being mm-hmm. that old and not having a relationship with Jesus? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine being 70, wow. you know, yeah. and and never having had any kind of a, uh, a relationship with the one who created everything mm. it boggles my mind yeah Just, my goodness if not i really what would be the point i remember one time uh at a service
1: many many years ago where an elderly gentleman walked to the walked forward and, and committed his life to christ wow. and uh he sat down at the front and and cried wow because it hit him that his entire life behind him hit all those years you know, all that time without the one who made him and loved him. It wow. just, it just overwhelmed him. And at first he was, at first he was deeply remorseful and, and sad that he wasted his entire life. And then he realized eventually he realized he didn't, you know, it's not a waste now because look, it's what not it's over. Not, it's not over yet. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's powerful. Okay, I'm going to start looking for something productive on YouTube today. Because <laughs> you know there's going to be some videos of people doing that. And I'm going to get lost on number 37. Oh, I know sure that. you will. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And uh, boy, oh boy, Mark, Texas catching up in all sorts of ways. <laughs> since uh, the exodus out of California has landed in Texas now. <laughs> yeah. They have an official state mushroom. No figure. A mushroom known as both the
1: Devil's Cigar and Texas Star is the official (laughs) state mushroom of Texas. Legislation designating it as such was filed in 2021 by former House Representative Ben Lehman and later signed into law by Governor Greg Abbott. The mushroom, Lehman wrote in his resolution, the mushroom is a poignant reminder of the natural diversity that surrounds us. What was he eating mm-hmm. at the time? The The Texas star mushroom is an uncommon and striking, is as uncommon and striking as the state that serves as its home and is indeed deserving of special recognition. People actually get paid yeah. to write that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the Texas star is quite unique. The fungus appears during winter and grows only on decomposing cedar elm tree stumps and roots in the United States. The rare mushroom has been found only in Texas and over 6,000 miles away in Japan. In Japan, the fungus grows on decaying oak trees. The Texas star emerges from the ground as a 3-4-inch to cylindrical pod resembling a cigar, hence one of its names. If the conditions are right, the fungus will undergo a process called dehiscence, meaning the structure will split apart and it, it splits into a star shape to spread its spores. And sometimes it makes an audible hissing noise when it does that mm-hmm. at that moment, Texas at the moment, Texas is one of only three States with an official state mushroom. They are joined by Oregon's Pacific golden chanterelle and
0: Minnesota's honeycomb morel. Uh, huh. <laughs> I think people were eating some mushrooms when they decided to do this. You're Mark. right. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And you know, Mark, we have talked about monkeys on this show from time to time because, yep. well, everybody has a, a relative monkey story. You know, yeah, it's one great. of those things. But LaDonna wants a monkey, even now, wants a monkey. If she'll see a monkey picture today, she'll hit me with, Dave, can we? Come on, what's up? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't want a monkey. I mean, <laughs> it's just, there's something about it that just, I mean, <laughs> It just weirds me out a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's, with a dog or a cat, you've got this thing that rambles around on four legs all the time with a right. tail sticking up in the air. It's just—it's dis- right. distinctly not even resembling a human being. Right. But a monkey? Yeah. like it got this little
0: hairy person walking around your house. Mm-hmm. It's just
1: kind of weird.
0: No. And he's got a diaper on. And yes. it's like I didn't hardly change him when I loved my children. <laughs> now you're talking about a hairy animal that, you know. So... But every time I look at them, I want one too. You know, uh, but I'm like, I don't I think you own them. I think they be, you have to adopt them. You know mm. I mean? It's I don't know. Just, I don't, there's just something really weird about it. And yeah. sometime in the, you know, at, in the future, Mark, we're going to be judged harshly. You know, <laughs> there's going to be history books about the people who used to own. Oh own yeah. 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 Of course.
1: Um, of course you know. there
0: are. <laughs> but you remember in the first Planet of the Apes movie when uh, Charlton Heston is trying to get away and they're having a funeral for one of the guys and the, whoever the, pastor ape is that's doing the uh, yeah. service he was an ape of all apes you know <laughs> men among men is an ape among apes <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> well uh,
1: if you're not seeing monkeys in your house you got to go to the zoo and Missouri's st louis zoo sold a pair of swamp uh, said a pair of swamp monkeys briefly escaped from their enclosure before they were captured in an area inaccessible to the public Now, this is something that I've been noticing popping up in these stories lately, is that every time an animal escapes, they make sure to mention, oh, the area was inaccessible to the public. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Zoo spokesman Billy Brennan said the habitat for the swamp monkeys, uh, a species native to the swamp forests of Central Africa, was left unlocked during routine maintenance on the zoo's primate house Saturday morning, and that allowed the two animals to escape. The monkeys were located... In a uh, keeper's hallway that's not accessible to the public. Here we go again. <laughs> yeah. uh, he said the Brennan says the primates were returned returned to their habitat. And there's your <laughs> word, the primates. Primate, <laughs> <Yes>. Habitat, yeah. <laughs> the primate house was temporarily closed to the public during the escape. <laughs> Brennan says the <laughs> zoo, the officials will review their safety and cleaning procedures. Uh, the incident, in other words. <laughs> zippy's got to learn to close the door (laughs) behind him that's what he's got to do uh the the incident comes after an andean black bear named ben escaped from his enclosure twice within a single month at the river's Mm -hmm. edge area of the zoo they're getting smarter you know what happens if if the they all you know they all have learned
0: how to get out and they all decide mm -hmm. on the same day let's all get out on the same day (laughs) you know mark i think they've got tablets hidden in their place and they're making plans man (laughs) we gotta watch yep life radio fm it's the mark and mac show and between we've had you know know what we have had another mutual of omaha's wild kingdom day i mean we we really have it's been it's been animals there you go thank you
1: animals (laughs) animals
0: jim fowler take me away wow
1: and here's another one a woman who allegedly stole an alligator's egg went on to keep that hatched animal as a pet at home for more than 20 years. The eight-foot-long look, the eight foot long reptile was found by Texas parks and wildlife officials in the woman's backyard on this past Saturday. She didn't have the correct permits to legally care for the gator, having stolen the egg from the Animal World and Snake Farm <laughs> yeah. Zoo in the Texas city of New Braunfels, according Damn. to uh, the news outlet there, KSAT. The alligator was kept at the woman's house in the Austin suburb of Buddha, and game warden Joanna Garza says it was very friendly with her. Uh Anybody that wants to raise, possess, or hunt an alligator in Texas, got to have a permit. They can be kept for commercial farming or for education and research purposes, but not as a pet. Uh, Wow. Garza says she did take it a little bit tough, but she does still have to follow all the rules and regulations in the state. Now this woman faces a fine now, which could could hit up to a thousand dollars with associated fees. Although the wardens confirmed the gator was in a healthy condition when it was taken from her home, and it had been well looked for, uh, looked after. After adding that it had outgrown its surroundings.
0: Hmm. Yeah. What about the fact she stole it? i mean are we gonna ignore this now yeah I, they, and how did she steal it mark how did she steal, i want to know she swiped the egg i, yeah, I know I but know. how did she get to the egg i don't know how do you get that close to these things that you could reach in there and steal it i let's see I, I think she lied um did it say I'm, I'm thinking back through the no, story did i'm looking but i'm thinking mark wait think a minute Work there did she no no yeah no. so how do? i mean can you eat an alligator egg? Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell the difference between that and chicken? You know, I would think and, you could. Yes. All right. So when you crack it open, are we looking at, you know, the good dinosaur thing? Is that what we're looking mm, at? You I, know, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of curious now. I got to I have to find out the Paul Harvey on this one, Mark. There's got to be the rest of the story. And I want to know how, cause you obviously can't get near these things. I mean, if you got an animal, bur- you know, dumping eggs all over the joint, you're, you're going to watch those things because. That's future money for the zoo. Mm. And again, unless you can scramble them, this is a future, you know, they they don't have to pay for it or they can sell it to another zoo. I know that
1: uh, I know from watching the Gatorland in Orlando videos on YouTube that you can uh, from time to time, they, they will show on the videos. They'll show them the gators hatching because they will harvest the Mm -hmm. eggs and stuff like that. And they'll take care of them. But I, but I wonder if possibly, you know, Mm they had the eggs on display somewhere and she just kind of slid one into a pocket, you know, hmm. I,
0: I just don't, that's just time to investigate Mark. Yes, we must. Where's, where's the Scooby gang. Come mm-hmm. on. And if you, you find old man Sanders in the lighthouse, we'll solve it. Mm-hmm. And like you said,
1: now, <laughs> the rest of the story.
0: life FM, the mark and mag show where today has become kind of an animal day but we you know you and i've talked about this before we have certain times where there will be several uh, days sometimes where we have certain animal type stories other times there will be a uh, guinness book of world record stories you know that just seem to hit that week um we can always find one or two but there are some weeks where you can't avoid them right yeah. um and then there's others where you have you know just like I said, there just seems to be a, an effect where one person does something really lame and he's followed by 10 others and you just kind of pick <laughs> and choose, you know? So here yeah. we have, uh, the headline says lane County search and rescue mm-hmm. man attaches cell phone to a drone to call for help. Right. And, I, and I'm looking right now because
1: I managed to edit out of the story exactly yeah. where this is. Oh, but <laughs> well, go ahead. Anyway, over the weekend, uh, county sheriff's search and rescue team saved a man who was stuck in the Williamette National Forest. That's Oregon, Mark.
0: Okay, okay, it's Will, Oregon. Yeah, Williamette. Yeah. Okay, there we go. According Sorry. to the LCSO, you know, but Hey, Mark, you know yeah. why I know that? Why? Because of Ann Rule. The woman who got me interested (laughs) in crime story stuff. Yeah. The writer. When you look up Willamette
1: National National Forest, Mm -hmm. it doesn't tell you. You go to the U.S. Forest
0: Service page. It doesn't Mm -hmm. tell you where it is. You just have to know that Ann Rule wrote about stuff in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. All right. And that's why I knew that. So I went, oh, yeah, I know that. Okay. Because there's Lane Community College. And I remember a story that generated out of Eugene, Oregon and had a connection. How weird is that? All right. So there you go. Okay. Now, Now, Paul Harvey. (laughs)
1: According to uh, the the Lane County Sheriff's Office, uh, it was an all too familiar situation. The man's vehicle was stuck in deep snow. He was without cell service. But this guy had something on hand that a lot of people in his position don't. He had a drone. So the search and rescue people are saying what he did was he wrote out a text outlining where he was and what his situation was and then attached his cell phone to the drone and flew it to a higher elevation. And once he got to a certain elevation, his phone connected to a cell tower and that's and then sent his message through and that allowed the, uh, the search and rescue people to be made of his situation aware of his situation and then they deployed they deployed a rescue team and they found him along with another person who was also stranded nearby wow
0: that's really smart it's very very clever yeah i'm thinking okay yeah i was hmm. well you know what mark this is why I don't live in areas with a lot of snow because I can't even. I would have
1: died. I would have just dug a hole, you know. Yeah, me. I'm thinking. I look out the window and see that much snow. I go to check and make sure I've got enough stuff in the fridge. That's what yeah. I'm going to do.
0: You know what's funny though is a lot of people don't realize this, but if you ever get trapped in a snow area, okay, and you you carve out an area where you can get warmth, which you can in the snow, sure. But is that most people would think? Well, you got snow. You're not going to get dehydrated. You know, you've got plenty of stuff. Well. People think you just would eat the snow, right? And it would Mm. convert into water in your mouth or whatever. Uh, You have to melt it first. Right. uh, For it to actually, because for whatever reason, it doesn't work the way you might think. Yeah. But the little things you learn, you know, along the way. That's why I think Boy Scouts camping and things like that are important and fun, by the way. It gives you a sense of being able to take care of yourself. If, you know. Yeah. But the, the Scouts don't let you take a drone along with you. So I bet they do now. They might. I bet they do. I bet they do now. I bet. You know what? Be prepared. I hmm. think now this guy, well, you gotta have, and you know what? Now you got a fourteen year old going back to mom. I gotta have an iPhone. I gotta have a drone. <laughs> you know, hey man, be prepared, right? <laughs> Life Radio <laughs> FM, Mark and Max show. <laughs> so Mark and I are talking about remote controls, you know, and how yes. you have it on your phone now, just mm-hmm. because looking for it is such a pain. And this is one of those things. Yes, it is. I, I, you know what you grow up and you know, that dad is in control of the remote or the TV, however you want to look at mm-hmm. it. You know, dad, that's, that is his thing. It's like that in the thermostat, there are two things that dads control the remote and the thermostat. If you want to get dad <laughs> in a bad mood, don't know where the remote is. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. You're watching TV. How do you watch TV? without having the remote in your hand how do you skip commercials how do you i mean do you how do you watch tv without Mm it
1: yeah it's like not knowing where
0: your hand is i mean mark i don't get it yeah i don't get it either but it's like the thing is is you know when when we had a full house it was like oh my goodness never have that remote Mm -hmm. and now you know it's like okay Who was the last? There's only two of us in this big house. Okay. (laughs) Who was the last person in here? It was either you or me. Mm -hmm. Now, since whenever I'm watching TV, I have it in my hand or it's sitting right there next to me on my (laughs) next to my phone, you know, phone, remote coffee cup. Yeah. Those are the, those are the utensils for watching Mm -hmm. television. Right. And yet I get up in the morning and especially on a Saturday morning. Okay. I get up. I don't have to get up early to do the show. I get up when I want. And I go downstairs and I watch something. It used to be back in the day, I would watch uh, Mysteries and Scandals on E. Mm-hmm. And I would record them all on my DVR. <laughs> and I just watch them. Now I right. watch all kinds of things. But yeah. anyway, I can't do that without the remote. Right. And so now that I actually downloaded the app, and you know, so I have the remote on my phone, I don't stress right. as much. Yeah. But I've never understood how is it possible. I don't There's know. only two of us here. The dogs and cats cannot manipulate mm-hmm. the remote, okay? Yeah. It doesn't even taste good to them. Yeah. And yet, somehow, I wasn't the last one watching, and I can't find the remote. Mm-hmm. How is that even possible? How I, is it, Mark, that it's... I don't know. I just don't understand. I don't
1: understand how it mm. can just vanish. I just... How do people just, watch TV without the remote, Mark? I don't...
0: How do you watch TV without that thing?
1: I don't know. And and the nowadays with all the different things, if you don't have a universal remote, you're stuck. Right. You've got a pile. Yeah, it's not just one remote; it's a pile of remotes. You have a handful yeah. of them, so you better have one that controls everything. But
0: the thing is, Mark, the person who was watching TV yes, last, Yes, they, they should. had to have had it in their hand, right. which means it should have been sitting mm-hmm. right next to wherever That's they were exactly sitting. Exactly right. Okay, and, but instead, so I'm not crazy. No, you're
1: not. You're not crazy because instead of right next to them on the cushion on the couch on the coffee table on the on the side table by the chair yep. or whatever, it's mm-hmm. going to be where in the refrigerator yep. um possibly in the microwave, possibly mm-hmm. you know it's going to be on a kitchen counter it's going to because yep. they walked away with it and set it down somewhere, mm-hmm. walked back in when the commercial was over and sat down, and didn't even think about it again, and poof, it's gone out of their head where it is they have no idea and i had a I had a thought I had a funny memory while you were talking about this. Didn't you at one time get a phone call from Mimi, Art, yeah. having uh, trouble because they were having trouble getting the phone to hang up? Yeah, and you went um, over to their house and they were trying to hang the remote. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Here's that your signs. <laughs> I that was like I I'm like <laughs> I told Ladonna I said that. I'm I'm you know Ladonna's like Dave I don't. Their mom, mom is having a problem. Can would you go over and help? And that was that was how it started. You know, I'm like, well, sure. You know, oh yeah. I mean, she we live mile away, mm-hmm, and yeah. I go over there, and it's like they were. She thought the she was using that remote as a phone, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So as she goes, going- the, and then. Well, the thing was is that the problem was this, Mark, is that Mimi had these older ladies who she was very fond of and helped take, you know, she kept up with them. They were both around 90, Mm -hmm. and Mimi was always freezing. (laughs) Always. I mean, it was 80 degrees. I'm cold. I don't know why I'm so cold. And so I got her that day. Yeah, because she was so worried about them because she couldn't get up with them because she was, again, she wasn't using the phone. She was using the remote. That was starters. (laughs) She couldn't, you know... their phone wouldn't hang up and it was just falling all over the place because she's trying to put the remote in the cradle. And so while I'm there, she says, Hey, let's go over and check on, you know? And so we go over there now again, her house was always hot, but she would be wearing a jacket. So we, mm. and, and dude, it was August. Okay. It wasn't <laughs> yes. like, yeah. it was, and we go to these other lady, uh, Everdale and, uh, boots. Now boots and Everdale sound like dogs and cats living mm. together. Yeah. No, these are two ladies and yeah. they were old and when we got to the house, you know, it was just checking on them, you know, because they were sure. older, want yeah. to make sure they and they yeah. were sisters and we get over there, dude. And again, this is after I had to hang up the phone in the cradle and put the remote on the table <laughs> and we get over there. And as I'm standing on the front porch, I can hear their TV. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're on the front porch of the house and I can hear the TV. It's loud, even on the front porch. <laughs> and. Knock on the door. And, you know, if you can hear the TV outside, knocking on the door ain't helping. No, you're not hearing that. So we're banging the heck out of the door. Finally, Boots or I don't know which one answered the door. But when they open the door a crack, right, and it starts to pull open, the heat hit me. (laughs) It knocked me back a couple of feet. It was so hot. And again, it was August and she was wearing a sweater. I thought, oh my God, where's Everdale? And Everdale was on the couch wrapped up in a blanket. I'm like, boy, come on now. This is too much. Oh my word. That was crazy. Oh my That man. was, yeah. So. And they couldn't figure out how to turn off the TV because they couldn't find the remote. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. FM. <laughs> it's the Mark and Mac Show. And <laughs> some days, man. Yeah, some have, days.
1: All right, I have to tell a story now. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: you we got were, to. We were talking about remote controls and phones. And well, first <laughs> of all, tell them about the message you put on Jane's phone. <laughs> That's you know, right?
1: There's this thing about about ladies. And cell phones, I don't understand why. And maybe you can email me. You can mark at liferadio.fm and explain to me why it is, ladies. You have pockets, little you know, places in your purse to put things. They make purses with little, you know, with little. Pockets that you can like stick your keys in this pocket or your phone in that pocket, but you dump everything in the middle. And whenever your phone rings, you have to go digging through your purse to find it. It's always at the bottom of everything. I don't understand why. My wife's the same way. At one point, I actually recorded her voicemail message for her. And it said, hi, this is Mark, Jane's husband. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, that means that Jane is either very busy and can't answer the phone, or she's frantically digging through the entire contents of her purse, trying to find her phone so she can talk to you. She'll get back to you soon.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> so, so, what got us li- laughing was that lately we will be in the car and my, in my Flex, uh, I have a, the entertainment system I can connect the phone into using Apple, you know, Apple. Uh, Whatever they call it, in car play. and CarPlay, uh, and and so when text messages or phone calls come in, it ring they ring through the speakers in the car. So there's this there's that sound of the of the where's that iPhone ding that that noise that you're getting that you <laughs> yeah. get a, a message right. And uh, so we'll be driving along, and it's coming through the speakers in the car, and Jane immediately grabs her purse and starts digging through the contents <laughs> looking for her phone. <laughs>
0: There you go <laughs> hmm. it's it's me baby it's okay <laughs> <laughs> see the, the difference is jane will actually look for hers when she hears the ding i'm not Ladonna doesn't even bother i mean it doesn't matter i'm like how do you have like how do you look on your phone and you mm. have 47 unread messages I, I don't, you know i don't know I don't how is that know. even possible i mean do you, I, I'm like, and you know, I used to tell, dude, she doesn't answer the phone half the time. I just thought, you know, it was me. And I'm like, you know, especially when, you know, you're driving out about at early morning at late at night, whatever it is. I'm like, I will try to call my wife and no, she won't answer. And I'm thinking you're deliberately, no, I could be lying in a ditch. My last words. I just need, you know, before I die, I see the light at the end of the tunnel and I'm just calling to give her that one message. You know, I love you for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then it gets to the messages, you can't leave a message because it's all full. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know the phone works because she's always on it. <laughs> Life Radio.fm, Mark and Mac show and you know we're all have different things that kind of, you know, get our goat, scare us, whatever you want to call it. Uh air Airplane flying is not something I'm good at, you right, know. Yeah. It, Mark flies all the time, and you know, or for a number yeah, used, of years, you I were traveling to, a yes, lot. I used to travel yeah. a lot, yeah, yeah. And so, anyway, I don't like the idea of flying. I keep, I just, again, it's a control thing, I guess. I yeah. don't know, but anyway, um, whenever you see a, an airline story, you know, like you got the guy that tries to open the thing at thirty-five thousand feet, you know, so uh-huh. that it could be a punchline for yes. an old comedian. <laughs> Sometime in the past, <laughs> two United flights touch yes how it's not like these are small mark
1: Airpl- right yeah
0: two united flights touch mm-hmm. at lo- how is it possible yeah. that somebody you got a pilot a co-pilot and navigate mm-hmm. you got a bunch of people in there you've got a whole group in the back up you know right. yeah and nobody saw this and nobody that, saw this coming and this is not oh wow that was close this
1: was no they actually bumped into yes. each other right because there was a jet flight from Nashville that had a close call uh, while it was landing in Boston last week when a charter jet crossed. It was 500 feet in front of it on the runway, but still it's like everybody went into a panic at that 500 feet. That's, that's crazy. But the, the FAA is now investigating after two planes at Boston Logan International Airport actually clipped wings while they were on the ground. The incident involved two United Boeing 737s. One was parked at a gate. The other was pushing back from its gate. One of the plane's wings became tangled up with a horizontal stabilizer on the other plane's tail. The passengers on board the plane that got clipped said there was a lot of shaking and confusion. Both flights, one to New Jersey, the other to Colorado, had to be deplaned. The planes were taken out of service. The flights were canceled. The passengers were rebooked on other flights. Um... Martin mm. Noosh, Noosh of Wyndham, New Hampshire, said he was trying to get to Denver. Quote, just a big shaking. That's all it was. It's not like anything was happening. I wasn't on the plane that was being backed out. I was on the plane that was parked. So wow! everybody got shook up. They had to mm. They had to ground both planes. Man, I'm in love.
0: I'm all <laughs> I'm shook, shook up. up.
1: <laughs> Begin your day with a
0: smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm.